You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Thong! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. <laughs> Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. But you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rundown, sometimes about wrestling podcast. Theme song! There it is. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Joining me this week, Jason is here. War Games! Actually, I guess we got to change that now. It's going to be Blood and Guts! No. That... Nope. No. Nope. It's know. it's Anarchy in the Arena. Is that what they're really calling that, that shit? That... And Sal's here. Yes. Hey, what's up? Yeah, no, that is what they're really calling that shit. <laughs> Uh, oh, that. It, it's it's actually so I guess it's a false count anywhere ten man match, but not in a stadium. Oh, stadium stampede, but indoors not. <laughs> because again, as you gentlemen talked about last week, we've already run out of ideas at AEW. That uh, that two year notebook gone. Well, this is year three, to be fair. <laughs> I, suppose, uh. I suppose so. How are we doing, fellas? That two-year plan is as gone as Cody Rhodes is. How you doing, Jason? I am doing okay. I'm as typical for this time of year, running on fumes, but uh, did clinch the number one seed for the playoffs yesterday in uh, our town team, and his AAU team clinched, went undefeated in division play and clinched the number one overall seed for their playoffs, so... Shit's going to get crazy busy again, even busier than it has been uh, as playoff season approaches. But, uh, you know, it's, wouldn't trade it. Well, I mean, you, you guys, you make it sound like, you know, you're living easy over there. Piece of cake. Ah, oh, number one seat here, number one seat there. Nice and takes easy. Lo- t- takes hard work in the right draft. Of course. But do you get a buy? Yes. Oh, see? Vacation. <laughs> for like three days i'm by a lot of things but no no um <laughs> no no uh yeah so the there's three teams in town two and three will play each other and then we'll play the winner in the series so we, we have punched our ticket to the championship series already boom very yeah. nice very nice we did that last year and it didn't work out so well so hopefully this year's the year no, they say sec- second time's the charm there you go and then you can lie and be like, first try. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, how are you? Oh, me? I'm doing good. <laughs> Got it in first. Um, no, That's I'm what doing... she said. 
I'm doing all right. Uh, it's getting a lot warmer sometimes. Sometimes it's 95 degrees like it was on Sunday, and sometimes it's 61. Yeah. And I'm like, where's my jacket? I'm old. It's cold. What the fuck? Yeah, Sunday when I got home from work, I put the air conditioners in because it was humid as fuck in the house. And then Monday it was 70 degrees. So how so is the van when it gets that hot? Down by the river? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the van is, uh, the, the, the driver compartment is fine, but uh, you go in the back and it's all... And that's, that's where you gross. gotta go every stop. This is hot. To go in the bag, right? Exactly. It's fucking hot. Because huh? there's no there's no fucking ventilation in those vans whatsoever. Why do they why don't they have like a I don't know, a vent up top of those vans or something? Or... I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go way out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. Probably costs more money to put a vent in. Yeah, I know, but you would think if people's, <laughs> if people's packages are being delivered, also hot. <laughs> oh, I handle lots of packages. Hmm. And that's in this Oh, we know. Oh! <laughs> Speaking of which, how have dude, you been, dude? We haven't seen you in like... Have you months. ever done... I gotta ask, have you ever done like the porno delivery? Like, excuse me, I have a package for you. <laughs> <laughs> no? Only up here. Okay. I, I really think on your last day, if you ever decide to try to get a new job, and you, that, that, you should absolutely do that, just to see what happens. Last stop, it's my dick in a box. <laughs> no, do, do every stop till somebody accepts it. You don't leave. <laughs> my God. Other than that, <laughs> other than work, just been uh, continuing... Narrowly avoiding COVID. Narrowly? As it, hmm. as it creeps ever closer. But, uh, yeah, no, I ain't been doing shit. Mentioned it. I mentioned it before we started recording. Uh, I checked my DVR today because I was curious. Uh, and since we took our little, uh, our little hiatus there, I haven't watched <laughs> a second of wrestling because I didn't have to. And, uh, it's been a nice little vacation, honestly. And that kind of shows the quality of the shows, though, because you don't even miss it. Ugh. Yeah, I'm watching. The, it's like it's like Monday, and it's like, well, it's eight o'clock, but the socks are on, so I will watch the Red Sox. Because Let's despite talk about the Red Sox, despite my since we're here. despite how despite my uh, how well I did in that trivia game a few weeks ago, I do watch baseball. Mm. I was going to say, can you now name six players from the Red Sox? Don't uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, you can't retain <laughs> okay. the information. It's fine. I have the game. I have the game on right there, and I don't think I can. <laughs> well, we can talk about one guy because Trevor's story. Holy <laughs> shit! That's how you heat up. Have Finally. yourself a month. Seriously, it's funny. I was listening to last week's episode that you guys did, and I think it was Sal that mentioned. Uh, oh, I gave up five home runs in one inning, and then like the next three games, it was like. We won ten to two. Yeah. We won eight to three. Mm-hmm. Well, that night we were recording. I, I remember you you were actually texting about it, and you said um, they're getting killed right now. And I'm like, ugh, when aren't they getting killed? Because 
since the start of the season, they've been pretty terrible. Yeah, we went, I thought we you were said for... they're getting Gilroy now, and I'm like, who the fuck is Gilroy? Are we trading for him? <laughs> that guy with his hands over the wall? This is not... um, yeah, we went from, was it Iovaldi? Yep. Giving up five home runs and only pitching an inning in the third to a guy doing a complete game. Nicky Pavetta. Yeah. Go Actually pitching right figure. now. But, I mean, that's baseball. The problem is 162 games, so if you have too many of those stretches like we had at the beginning of the year, you're going to be out of it by September 1st. Well, I don't want to uh, don't want to alarm anyone, but uh, the Sox are only like three games below 500 at this point, so creeping ever closer. Maybe. And, it, and the deficit in the division is down to single digits now. And to be fair, Red Sox historically have always... Never play particularly great in April. I think as the weather starts warming up, they play better. That is absolutely factually incorrect, Sal. How do you figure? Typically, the Sox always get off to the super hot fucking start, have a great run, get a nice big lead over the Yankees, and then completely fucking blow it in August and September. <laughs> oh, no, yes, yes. By July, they are in first place, and then they fall apart. But I'm saying typically in the month of April, they're trash. They're like 3-12. and 12. I don't know if that's actually true, but... Yeah, that's fine. That being said, I have don't, no idea don't. who's good anymore in, in Major League Baseball because there's so I, many teams that are like, where did that team come from? I was going to say, don't look at me. Every time the Red Sox sign someone or trade for someone, I text Sean. I'm like, is this guy good? See, when, when I was a kid, I used to be all about like every game, like MLB TV packages, watching out-of-market games, all this shit. Now it's like my kid knows every player on every team and like uh, talks to me like as if I know him and I'll, I'll humor him like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, but yeah, no, I don't have time to keep up with that shit. That, adulting has really fucked with my sports viewing in a lot of ways, but funny, funny how that yeah. works. Speaking of my kid, <laughs> speaking of my kid, speaking of my kid, humble brag moment. Um, well, actually, this past weekend, got to hit his first home run of the season in town ball. Absolute nice. fucking monster shot. Um, hit his eighth in AAU, so that was good. Um, but tomorrow, I'm perhaps even more proud of this. Tomorrow, he gets inducted into the National Junior Honor Society. So, there you go. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, yeah he's yeah. Having, a, having a great little run, so I wanted to give him a special shout-out. Congrats, kid. I love you. Nice. Now, your son is currently in fourth grade, right? Sixth. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of my youngest (laughs) daughter. Because I knew he was one of my daughter's age. That's right. Okay, he's in sixth. Um, Is that middle school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I have my youngest daughter is having her, what do they call it, departing ceremony because she's leaving the elementary school in June and going to the middle school. And it will be the last child that went to that elementary school. We put three of them through that, so. (sighs) They're getting older, man. Yeah, no shit. Actually, my youngest 10th birthday is is, uh, this this Sunday. Well, happy early birthday. Same day as Double or Nothing. So what will you be doing? More on that later. Uh, No, I will be celebrating her 10th birthday, and then whenever she falls asleep, I'll turn on Double or Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on Bleacher Report Live? <laughs> Apparently that might be the only way I can get it, because um, they've been restricting a lot on other places. What other places are you speaking of, Sal? Like Watch Wrestling. 
Yeah, we're all here to watch wrestling. <laughs> um, I went back. I actually, was, uh, I was actually trying to watch Totally Legally uh, Wrestling. On, uh, I was trying to find something from AW Revolution, and I couldn't. Every every video's been taken down. Yeah, I mean, those are. Within, you have to watch those within a couple of days. Before well, no, that. I've watched it before. I watched the show, but I just wanted to. I just wanted to see a match again, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't there. So, yeah, no, those are harder live. Uh, usually, the next day is the best time to yeah. get on there and, and watch those. I mean, you know, when you haven't paid for them like the day before. Well, after you've paid for them the day before, right. you just want to replay because you've already paid for right. the product. Of course. So. Right. 100%. Um, speaking of double nothing, and I know we will do predictions later, but um, it, it's a very interesting time for AEW because I feel like they're at kind of a crossroads. Where, no pun intended. Uh, no pun intended. You know, so a lot of people from the original uh, roster have left. And or not or, uh, you know, or not has their contracts renewed. So. Yeah, or, or their Cody. Um, so now they have their wrestling wasn't good enough. Now they, they have what they call yeah, they their biggest they weren't wished well in their future endeavors. Not even <laughs> right? close. Um, but now they have what you know is their biggest event of the year. They threw together this card for better or worse. And in twenty twenty one, description. Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty one. They might put the world title on CM Punk. Jason, what do you think of that possibility? It's awful. And do you think it will do anything to help them if they do that? He hasn't moved the needle now. What's putting the title on him going to do? Uh... I see, here's the thing. The thing that AEW sort of built themselves on and prided themselves on and try to, like, this fresh new approach to professional wrestling, this hip, young, um, new way of, of wrestling and, and fast paced and, and and we're gonna put the title on one of the oldest guy act, active guys on the roster because that's that's who should be leading this fresh new young wrestling who, movement who, who came into the company to put over the young guys mm. right don't forget right yeah this company see here's the problem this company has and I think we've talked about it a little bit before they can't get out of their own way was putting themselves over in ways that they just will be held to account to later and will say, well, we didn't mean it that way. Right. Like, like, oh, we're, we're going to have a, a realistic sports-based presentation. <laughs> Are you now? That went out the window, like, night one. So We're not going to do comedy wrestling. Oh, you're not. Also went out the window. Um, uh, it, it's not going to be just about who you know. It's about what you can do. Really? So here's here's the thing. Um, I've been a I've been an AEW fan since they started. I was a much bigger fan originally. Um, sure. And I'm still a CM Punk fan, but it is it's a weird thing for me because I don't think the right move is putting the belt on Punk, but I don't think they've done a good job with Hangman's title reign. No, they haven't. So it's like but you who need to change to something. Major- who have they built to make you? Here, honestly, you want to know what you absolutely should do right now? Put the belt on MJF. Absolutely, and he should be feuding with Wardlow, and Wardlow should be the young guy that carries that title. I agree. 
Now, what if that is what they end up doing? What if they? Go How long through? does it take, though? But this is the and this I, is the other thing. This they, they take so long to get to where you, they want you to go that by the time you get there, you stop giving a shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they oh well, there's this two year long storyline to make Hangman Page the champion. Well, by the time he was champion, he wasn't as fucking hot as he was when you could have done it earlier. I 100 percent agree with that. They they you know everybody Hangman Hangman Hangman, and then it's like. Oh, it's fucking November of 2021, and we're still doing this. Everyone was hot and horny for the Young Bucks and FTR, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they're still like, oh, okay, I guess we'll do it now. I mean, we talked about it, we talked about it when it happened, because they also killed Hangman with the whole, uh, you can't get the job done when it matters, and then he, and then in that, that was a six-man tag, eight-man tag, whatever the fuck right. it was. Oh, that to was to get awesome. a title oh, shot. Like, no, match with lose. him and Omega versus the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It, he's talking about the one him, where it was him and the Dark Order and the Dark versus Order Omega and the Bucks versus oh, Omega and the Bucks, yeah, yeah. and they had that awesome entrance. A series and it was of like title shots. Yeah, yeah. The the hottest Hangman was, and then he lost. Yeah, and no. the match was for a title shot, and the whole story going into the match was you can't get it done, and Hangman didn't fucking get it done, and instead they gave Christian the title shot for. Right. For no fucking reason. Um, and let There's me let me not even toy. talk about how they fucked that up. But well, I, let's not forget then that that they had Daniel Bryan come in, and they immediately hot shotted him into a program with Omega, but never actually made it for the title, and never actually paid it off. And uh-huh. then uh, all of a sudden, for some reason, Bryan turned heel because he had to feud with Hangman. But now that that's over, he's all of a sudden the face again. It's, this company has no direction. It's rudderless. It just jumps from one thing to the next. It's mm-hmm. it's like professional wrestling's version of ADD. And yes, I understand <laughs> that sometimes WWE is like that too. That said, WWE pretty much every month builds to a story and gives you something at a pay per view to sort of conclude or continue that story. Well, the problem is WWE's you don't on the see other them end. typically. You don't see them typically start a story, then wait four months, then pick up the story again. Right. No, they don't. They They know, because they're smart enough to know, that people will lose interest very quickly. They have very short attention spans. But WWE is on the other end. They, They are on the other end, though, where they give you something that you've wanted, like AJ versus Edge, and then they continue to give it to you. And then they beat it into the ground until you stopped caring. They've had two matches. Okay, but there's a few examples of feuds that we've seen a lot of. Like, you're 100% running out of things for Cody and Seth to do. You know what I mean? Two matches. Oh, I know. Two matches. Yeah, we're getting match number three for both of those feuds at Hell in a Cell. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not even, and that's not even like the most egregious one. Remember like the six months they had Rollins fight Mysterio? <laughs> well, I mean, he took out his eye, dude. Wow. That's true. How fast would you get over that shit? Um, yeah. I, I called you Mexican and it took you like four years to forgive me. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Um, no, my, my, my biggest concern, I mean, there's a lot of concerns for AEW right now, including their you know, desperate need for a new TV contract from an executive who probably doesn't want to give a wrestling company one. Um, 
But I just, it's so, it's probably the worst it's ever been, booking-wise. Like, we have we have so, John Moxley and, and Daniel Bryan thrown in this 10-man Falls Count Anywhere match against the, basically, uh, the Inner Circle 2.0. What? <laughs> this is what happens when the guy in charge has rabbit ears. Because for as much as people say, oh, well, Vince doesn't give us what we want. The reality is, most of the time, he eventually does, but he doesn't just go, oh, well, I'm going to fucking completely drop this thing we've been doing. That makes, like, how many angles in AEW have we seen them build to and just completely fucking drop? With no explanation, no payoff, no nothing. Just here today, gone today. Isn't that like the best friend's entire run? (laughs) Still waiting on the payoff of their feud with FTR. Yeah. Well, not only they can't even figure out their own stables. Like I thought, the best friends was Chuck Taylor and um, and Trent, but apparently that's getting pushed to the side for Republic Orange. Vice. Don't forget Orange. Yes, of course, Orange and the alien. and Chris Statlander's not an alien anymore. Apparently, and Chris Statlander's not my best friend anymore either. No, no, no reason. Never nothing on TV. Just nope, not there anymore. Apparently, uh, the acclaimed and the guns are having scissoring parties now. What the fuck? Uh, what the fuck? It's literally like we have no. And like you said, they they start something and then they they forget about it for four months. And now we're getting uh, the Death Triangle versus House of Black. I get it. I know people were hurt, but like, I feel like you can't do that. You can't just go back to it just because the pay per view is coming up. Oh, hey, is Julia Hart turned heel yet? No! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's very confusing. And to be fair, that used to be one of my biggest issues with Ring of Honor was that their stories on TV didn't match the pay-per-view. Constantly. And I don't know if that's because of where we got our Ring of Honor from, but um, it never never matched up. Like, Like, Jay Lethal will be feuding with with, like, Dalton Castle, but then on the pay-per-view, he'd be fighting someone completely different. <laughs> right. But, yeah. It's it's uh, it's tough, because I feel like this company is very close to the brink of, you know, not being around too much longer. Look, it's not going to take much. If they get kicked. If they don't get a new TV deal, I don't know where this company goes after that. Other than like the impact they, route, where they're kind of still around. If uh, if AEW starts a Twitch channel again, now that uh, <sighs> things are in trouble, we got thirteen thousand viewers today on Twitch. Oof. Um, rough. Well, yeah, we, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think we talked about the upfronts uh, and the fact that there was zero AEW representation aside from. A picture of red velvet for some reason on the screen. We're talking. What was that? Uh, something to do with Turner. They had. Like yeah, it was, a, yep, it was, it was the. It was. It's called. It's. It's the upfronts. It's where they present their lineup for the for the upcoming like season the program. Yeah. potential advertisers and whatnot. And uh, yeah, there was nobody there. Was it just TNT or was it all Turner? It was, I think it was just Warner Media. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, so they their feature was like a sign that said dynamite with red velvet on it. <laughs> yeah, one little one little screenshot in their in their uh, in their presentation. And still, That's somebody good. at home went, "Oh, Brandy Rhodes, really?" <laughs> Astros in the chat, welcome, Astro. We are live for the world. Twitch.tv/slash The Salzer Effect. Come hang out. Give me a follow so you know when we're live. Uh, just saying howdy for now. But um, yeah, it's it it it's giving. It's it's very much giving late two thousands WCW at this point. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I found out recently that Ric Flair started a new faction in in two thousand one in WCW called the Magnificent Seven. And as somebody who watched a lot of wrestling in the late nineties and early two thousands. How did I not know about that? Um, Because WCW became unwatchable. You know, I knew knew that Steiner was there, and he had the new valet named um, Medeja, or Medeja. Medeja. Yeah. Medeja Um, and Shakira. And there was this one time that Randy Savage slapped Tori Wilson. That's all I got from, from... It was gorgeous, George, but yeah. I thought it was George. No, he slapped Tori for laughing. That's on the Botchamania clip. Mm, uh. <laughs> he also, he also, I think, slapped gorgeous, George. But, um, yeah, I just... I, I stopped caring, and I don't want that to happen with AW, but we're getting really close. I wanted AEW to be... The success I wanted it to be, but of the problem is it's it's trying to call itself something different, but doing the same shit. I mean, we're literally two years in, and we're already recycling Cody and MJF, right? Mm-hmm. With MJF, mm-hmm. and he's going out there and acknowledging it on air that yep. it's just a fucking blatant ripoff. Yep. Like we are so bereft of ideas that we can't. And think of it, that's not even the end of it. It's like Hangman's fighting CM Punk, so CM Punk's going to fight everyone in the Dark Order. Where have I seen that before? Right. I want to. I want a match with fucking MJF, so I got to fight everyone in the Pinnacle. Where have I seen that before? Right. By the way, Wardlow versus Sean Spears this week. It's just. It's. <laughs> It's 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 one of my favorite recent wrestling memes is the picture of the Spice Girls with MJF at the end that says if you want to be my opponent you have to fight all my friends first. I yeah. love that. That's hilarious. Um yeah, you know, that's You guys remember how like hot the anticipation of AEW was because it was coming off not just all in Right, but that whole period of time, like Bullet Club, what was going on in New Japan, Ring of Honor was tearing it up. Everybody was looking for some type of alternative, and and that's where AEW was born. And everybody was like, "Oh my God, this is gonna do it! It's gonna combine ROH and New Japan and and everything that we love about the wrestling that's not in WWE, and that's what's gonna be this product." And it started like that. 
It did. It really fucking started like that. The other thing we heard when this company said, look, this is going to be the home of tag team wrestling. <laughs> and we're going to sign every goddamn tag team in the world. We're going to have private party. We're going to have fucking the Super Smash Brothers. We're going to have fucking, like, everybody. LAX. Yeah. Santana and Ortiz. Great, yeah, great example. Um, FTR. Yep. And our pay-per-view has a match for the tag titles with three separate teams of singles guys. To be fair, a boy and his dinosaur were our tag team. You know what I mean? They signed, they, no, they signed Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to be singles guys, and they did some cute vignettes on BTE that caught on, so they made him a tag team. Okay. They're still singles wrestlers. At least that one's been long-standing. <laughs> okay, fine. But the point is, you had a whole pay-per-view. We've spent the last three months and also, don't, don't letting forget. FTR jerk themselves off about how great of a fucking tag <laughs> team they are, mm-hmm. and they're not even on the goddamn pay-per-view. Mm-mm. And don't forget, they just declined to, they just did not re-sign uh, Stu Grayson. Right. Right. Uh, you know why? Because they're more interested in a tag team between... Keith Lee and Swerve Scott. Strickland. Swerve Strickland. Two of what I thought, seriously, were going to be very impactful signings. Apparently they didn't think so. Game changers, (laughs) actually. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of game changers, where's the gamer? Where's, Where's Miro? Catering? Is he is he just kind of producing his wife's OnlyFans at this point? Like <laughs> what she can and can't show, or uh, starring with her in it coming uh-huh. soon. I mean, literally and figuratively. Um, but here's the fucking I like. So this is exactly what was happening with Miro and WWE. Yeah, they and people nothing. were just shitting relentlessly all over WWE for the fact that they couldn't find anything for Miro to do. Let's make Miro a beast. Let's make him dominant. Let's make Not him either. hold a title, and then let's make him lose it, and then we don't have nothing left for him. Not even. In, in, in WWE, he was being cucked by Bobby Lashley. In AEW, he's invisible. Exactly. <laughs> Is he even on Dark? He's no. not even on Dark. No, he has Isn't not had shit. a match for the company on any production in, like, since um, I'm gonna look it up. Since, since he had to sub in, and he had to uh, what he fought Brian in the number one. That's right, because right? Moxley went to rehab. Yes, since Mox went to rehab and he had to sub into that tournament, we haven't seen him. And he wasn't even supposed to be in that. No, he was off for a good eight to ten weeks before that. What about what about one of Adam's favorites? Where's Kip Sabian? I was just gonna say Kip Sabian because when you talk about Miro, you instantly think of Kip Sabian. Um, how about Penelope Ford? Who? Yeah, remember Kip's- when her and the Bunny were changed the game for women's wrestling in AEW because they Blood. had a hardcore match. <laughs> I don't. I, I've seen the Bunny on TV a couple times in somebody's corner, but barely. I haven't seen Penelope since then. I haven't seen Penelope. I, I don't. I understand. You put all the time into these people, like initially, and then you just nah. <laughs> okay, so it is May. It is May twenty fourth. Yeah. 
Uh, he was in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Which means november right? November. Yep. Okay. On the, th- on the 3rd and the 13th. Uh, and before that, his last match was when he lost the uh, TNT title to Sammy at the end of September. Wow. So he had the entire month of October off mm-hmm. and has not appeared in six months. Here's the other thing, too. After Double or Nothing, it's actually going to get worse because you know how for the past few months on AEW uh, television they've been featuring people who are not actually signed to AEW? Like people from New Japan, people from Ring of Honor. Um, and I get oh, you mean it. the Forbidden Door? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a thing, and that's going to dominate TV for the next month after Double or Nothing. It's going to be, let's showcase half of the New Japan roster, or DDT for that matter. For this pointless pay-per-view that will accomplish absolutely nothing and doesn't really mean anything in terms of storylines. To be fair, WCW also used to do War of the Worlds. And I think it was the same thing. New Japan and WCW. Yeah. It's it's very perplexing and it's very concerning because it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon. It won't until you get somebody who actually knows how to book a promotion. There are right. people in, in that charge. company that have very good ideas and have been very good on other booking committees and other companies. Oh, people like Arn Anderson, people like w- William Regal. Like I don't know. Why, well, hold on. So you're, you're just assuming these people were on booking committees. I don't know for a fact that Arn Anderson was. I know he was an agent. I thought he was. Um, so, I mean, he assumed. Um, wow. So, I don't know. Um, and Regal was a trainer. And a scout. Was, yeah, I don't know. He's booking. I mean, he's an intelli- incredibly intelligent wrestling mind. I'm sure he could. I'm sure he probably has contributed stuff. But I don't know if he's ever been, like, the guy with the pencil. You well, know? No, no, I don't think but the guy. I think, like, you know. Even, even if they do bring in someone who was an actual writer that person is going to have to convince Tony Khan that he's not the best booker in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, Meltzer's already told him it two years in a row. So. Twice, yeah. Very prestigious. The Very only prestigious. person who I thought could sway Tony Khan one way or another when it came to booking was Cody. Yeah. And now that he's gone, I mean, who... You would think somebody like Daniel Bryan or, <laughs> look who's in the title match, CM Punk, but, um, you know, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna make a difference. It's weird. Like, it, Daniel Bryan, so... like, this guy should, I'm sorry, Bryan Danielson, this guy should be setting the, the, the world on fire in this company. So we, I mean, we talk all the time about the the, the four pillars and how AEW is really pushing these young talents. And just look up and down this card. I mean, it's just Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, uh, Ruby Soho, uh, Serena Deeb. Speaking of running out of ideas, they might actually go right into Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, Jericho. Fucking Danielson, Moxley, Kingston, 
it's just like up and down the card. Where is this like tremendous use of young talent? Where the fuck's Andrade? Like, the Hardys, the Hardys, Jeff and Matt Hardy are on this fucking pay-per-view. In a featured match. This is a featured uh, match for them against the Bucks. The the, the quote-unquote dream match that we've seen already. In many other companies. Yes. <laughs> not, just, not just fucking ROH, but I like think I've seen Like four years it. ago when they were all <sighs> younger and better. I know. Well, even... Uh, House of Black, like, I love the people who are in the House of Black. I couldn't tell you jack shit about really any of them, because they haven't done anything to show me who these people are. You know what I mean? Like, Brody King was huge on the indies. He's an afterthought. But then again, so is, I almost said Buddy Murphy, whatever the fuck his name is now. They were in a feud with Fuego Del Sol. That tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, they'll tell you that they built a star like Jade. Is she a presence on TV? Sure. Is she... Cut the shit, Tony. Is she pop... Not. I want to say popular because she's a heel. Is she a name that's going to sell tickets? Not... Right now, I mean, I don't know if she ever gets if there. If you but... took her photo to a, I don't want to say mall, because malls probably aren't really popular anymore, but took her photo to a Walmart and asked 500 people who she was, how many of them do you think you'd know the answer? Maybe 10. <laughs> okay. Now, if you did the same thing with Sasha Banks, how many people do you think would know oh. the answer? It, probably 60%. Okay. Maybe, so no, that's she's not a star. maybe that's generous, but still, Sasha would get a lot more. So no, she's not a star. I mean, no, but I'm saying that's like the one person that they literally built from nothing. But it's more just because of her look. Well, and they needed to use Shaq to build her. True. Yeah, I forgot about that. When you when you look at this poster, mm-hmm. I'm on I'm on our website just I have, just to get the. The, the prediction pull up, but when you look at the, the poster for Double or Nothing, who's the first person your eye your eye goes to? Let me go to the website. Bear with me just one moment. Who's front and center on that poster? Punk. I was thinking, I was thinking Sting, but still. That's, I'm sorry. Whoa, hold on. That's the undefeated Sting. <laughs> That's true. Sixty-three-year-old Sting who, as of this point, is not on the pay-per-view. 63-year-old Sting is front and center on your Double or Nothing poster. And he's surrounded by Moxley, Jericho, and Punk. We got Britt Don't Baker and Jay Cargill in there, but they're a little smaller. Does Britt <laughs> have a match? MJF way oh, she's going to be here. in the she's going to be in the finals of the... Um, what do you call it? The Owen. The Owen. The Owen. Darby way off to the other side. You know, I got to tell you guys, maybe it's a little optimistic. I was hoping that... Oh, hey, this... you're, you're, you're women's champion who's appeared on TV for 12 minutes since, since she won the title. I was hoping the Owen right. Hart tournament was going to be just 
kind of like the May Young Classic, just like they're honoring a name. That's it. You know what I mean? They're attaching a name to a tournament. Um, they have gone out of their way to make me feel icky when they talk about the tournament. It just feels so like exploitive. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about that. I think ad nauseum at this point, but. Um... There's so much wrong with this, and I think the biggest fault of AEW, in a way, sort of lies with the fans, because they have forced this narrative that this is a company that is on par with WWE, and it's not. And maybe someday, but it's not now. And they won the Wednesday Night Wars. And the reality of that expectation that you've put on them is that they can't live up to it so what happens then is they become compared to something that they can't possibly live up to in terms of exposure notoriety mainstream acceptance none of that stuff so these people can go there and do really well because a lot of these people and i i don't say this necessarily as a a negative but some of these people are going to be much more successful as a big fish in a small pond. Sure. That's just someone. Yeah. yeah someone like Tony Storm is probably built better for that. You know, someone like Adam Cole might be built better than that than he would have been for mainstream WWE. And I'm a big Adam Cole fan, but his success has all come in smaller ponds ROH, AEW, NXT, etc. Also, there's. Um... There's a very palpable reality of who makes it to the top of the WWE, and and we've seen it for years. And I agree that a lot of those people are never going to be on top of the WWE. So if they find happiness and they get good money somewhere else, good for them. Um, I'll never knock anybody who either chose to sign somewhere else or even was released, because... They're making money, and and if they're happy, great. But I think. But let's not let's change the narrative to they left because they're happy, not they left because they're misused or they're not booked well, because they're being booked pretty much the same fucking way. Keith Lee is booked less importantly than he was when he was under a WWE contract overall, and that's. So that's the thing. Obviously, the fans, like I said, in, in 2018, they were clamoring for, for an alternative. That's why everybody was wearing Bullet Club t-shirts. Everybody was watching New Japan. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa hold on, hold on. Because this is where this narrative was born and falls flat on its fucking face. Everybody was not clamoring. A small niche group of disenfranchised WWE fans were clamoring. That's who's following New Japan in America. That's who is following ROH in New And and the the truth is right there in front of you. Look at the AEW ratings. It's that same fringe group and it doesn't change. True, but you remember even being on this podcast in twenty seventeen. Uh we were getting pretty fucking sick of the product over on the still WWE. Are. Yeah, still are. So yeah, we were hoping for something. <laughs> Sure, but we were hoping for WWE to be corrected or Triple H to take over. Or uh, well, that's why along loved, those lines. That's why everyone loved NXT because it was like 
done right. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, this is what it could be. This is what wrestling should be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but my my biggest so the problem is that after AEW launched, now for the past three years, you've had an owner that feeds that narrative, that thinks somehow delusionally believes that his company is on par with the with the WWE. Which is the most asinine thing I think I've ever seen an owner of a franchise do. T- Tony Khan literally goes on Twitter and argues with fans who say mean things about AEW. Because he's a little bitch. Can you imagine Vince ever doing that? No. Ever acknowledging these people? I don't even think Bischoff would have if they I had mean, the this internet is back why. in like 96. This, uh, this like is, it is why... Now. And I've talked about this with the wrestling journalists, but wrestling fans, Twitter fans, IWC, it's sort of the same thing, in that these are people who want to feel inside, who want to feel a part of the product. And AEW and Tony Khan bring them inside their little jokes and their private things. And their Vince tells them, you're a fan, be a fan, we'll put on the show. They don't like that. They want to be a part of it. They want to feel more important. And AEW gives them that. That's a small percentage of the fan base that feels that way and wants that, and those are the fans that gravitate towards AEW. I I honestly wonder what could have been if it was led by a different person, because the 1.4 that tuned in on night one of Dynamite, they were hoping for something better. Do you know what I mean? And that 1.4... What was the last pay-per-view the Young Bucks weren't on? <laughs> weren't on? Yeah, yeah. I, don't think there, I don't think there exists one, to be honest with you. Because they threw this match on there, just because. But again, FTR, not on there. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Weird. they've been on every single pay-per-view. Is there really anybody that's still clamoring at this point in 2022 to see the Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks? Oh, God Almighty! I didn't even want but to. But this see is Jeff the problem. Tony, Darby, they, they, they buddied up with they buddied up with the money guy. He thinks they walk on water, so they're going to be on everything. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the problem is we knew this back then. The Bucks but, aren't going to carry this company. But let's all right. We've talked enough about this. But let, let's let's segue here, if I can, for a second, because I want to give Troy a shout out and give Troy a little credit. Because um, if you haven't been listening uh, on our Patreon feed or a week later on our main feed, check out his NXT 2.0 recaps because he's doing a great job with those. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing: he's not wrong in what he says on that show, which is that NXT 2.0 is not as bad as people want you to think it is oh no no and, no, no. Raw and and smackdown listen, on, is whoa, still whoa, way worse whoa. let me finish here <laughs> i fully will cop and admit and still consider the fact that when nxt 2.0 launched i shit all over it and i was doing the nxt recap show at the time and i still feel justified in having shit all over it at that point because what it was when they rebranded is not what it is now. Because for all the people who sit there and say WWE doesn't listen to the fans, the reality is they do. The fact that they don't 
cut bait right away and they actually try to finish what they're doing before they shift gears into something else doesn't mean they're not listening and they're not changing things. When NXT 2.0 started, it was gimmicky, hokey bullshit. Now they've sort of transitioned away from that. And what people said at the time was, we wanted, the thing we loved about NXT was that it was all about the in-ring. And they've given us more of the in-ring now. That has come back. And it's new characters. And I think the difference, the disconnect now that people still have is that the original black and gold NXT would take names that the disenfranchised fringe wrestling fans knew from the indies and bring them in. And, and you, they didn't need to develop them. You just knew who they were and you could cheer for them right away. Sure. Now WWE is saying, we want you to see these guys from the beginning. We want you to grow with them into our product and stay fans of them for the long term as you watch them go up through the through the system. That's actually good. That's actually mm-hmm. smart. Um and and they're building talent that can do that. Guys like Grayson Waller, guys like um Wesley I think is doing a fantastic job. Guys like Nathan Fraser who are, who's going to be a star. Like those are the guys that they're building, guys and girls. Nikita Lyons. These are the people that are going to be stars in this company for years to come. And they are not going to have to have that stigma of not being Vince's type of talent. Right. Sure. No, there are there's certain people that I think they do a really good job of, of presenting them. People like Cora Jade. She, she's been made sure. much more known. Um, Braun Breaker, obviously. Uh, you know, everybody's waiting for him because he's, he's, he's been great. Um, then there's things that maybe they're never going to be, or maybe they're just never going to be right now on the main roster, but like a guy like LA Knight, I don't know. Literally already on the main roster. Yeah, but what, why change what you did with him in 2.0? Cause he was still in 2.0. Well, it wasn't what Vince did with him in 2.0 it was what Hunter did with him in black and gold. <sighs> What do you think of the new LA Knight character? Don't love it, but I'm willing to give it a chance and see what happens with it. What's his name now? Max Dupree. Uh, Dupree, uh, that's Max Dupree. Right. <laughs> uh, it, I'm, I'm never one that gets super hung up on name changes. Now, to me, LA Knight left NXT and went to WWE and... If you leave one show and go to another show as an actor and they change your character's name, I don't expect, you know, fucking God, I mean, I don't want to use a dated reference. Who's who's fucking popular on TV right now? I don't even know. But no, you can use friends or something like that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But if a character, if an actor leaves a show and goes to another show, I don't expect them to be the same character on another show on a different network. Um Unless they do a let's, say, let's say Jerry Van Dyke left coach and showed up on Cheers. <laughs> no, but my issue is uh, the one the time I get annoyed with it is a situation like Kaylee Ray is now Alpha Fire. She'll leave a show. She's on the same show. We're just supposed to forget. That's like if you're watching Captain America and halfway through it they start calling him Mark Smith instead of Steve Rogers, and everybody just pretends like he was always Mark Smith. Like no, like. You gotta give us a reason. You gotta give us a like. You, it's stupid in that scenario where you're just changing. When a person leaves and goes to a new brand and they get a new gimmick and they're like, fine, that makes sense to me. I don't. I don't have a problem 
with with Gunther. Like it's fine. Okay. I mean, they did it on NXT. Had they just waited to call him Gunther when he moved, that would have been fine with me. It was stupid that in the same episode they called him Walter. They later called him Gunther. So let let me ask you this: Do you think? That for certain people that come from 2.0, or even certain people that are in 2.0, like Braun Breaker, um, Vince sees what he likes, and he he's ready to get behind those people. And then for other people, like a Carrion Cross, he's like, eh, "I'll bring you up, but I'm gonna—I really don't give a fuck what give give him the 19th writer on the on the fucking which roster." Still blows my mind because that seems like a guy that would be right up Vince's fucking alley. That's what I mean. Some people come up and they they get treated very like Braun Breaker's already a person that you know he's gonna get a major push when he gets to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Probably. And and to be honest, what they did for Cora Jade a couple weeks ago with Natalia feels like she's gonna be the next one too. But then you look at some other people and they're just like, nah, I don't care. <laughs> but that's uh, true of it, of any sport. True. I just, you know what, you know who I worry do about. Do you think AEW looks at Peter Avalon and goes, "Oh, that's definitely a guy we're going to build a future for"? No, they don't give a shit. So a guy like Santos, he's probably a couple months away from being on the main roster. There's nothing left. I for him feel like do. we've been saying that for two years now, but sure. Well, what, what do you have confidence that he'll be featured on Raw SmackDown, yes. or do you think he'll just be like Angel? No, Garza, I think he'll be featured. Hector because the, he, he he brings in a demographic that they're constantly and desperately trying to get included into their into their product in the Latin American. But they have Latin Americans. They do kiss cam on SmackDown. Right. But those guys those guys don't have the same gravitas. They don't cut the same promo. You know, it's a different type of performer. Sure. You know, he has the ability to be, and, and without the same baggage, but sort of what they wanted Alberto Del Rio to be. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. Oh, I hope. I mean, who knows? I guess we'll right. see. And you know what? For all the shitting on him that I did on this show, and I'll still stand by how I shit on him when he was debuted, Tony has sort of grown on me a little bit, too. I think they've evolved that character a little bit to where it's less sort of stupid stereotypical guy right. and a little bit more of a compelling character in a TV sure. show. What I don't understand is why every heel is getting their own little group now. Like, Joe Gacy lost Harlan, but he has, like, druids. Um, never. I don't know, it's just weird. Do you know what I mean? Because then- a cult leader that has nobody following him would be silly. <laughs> I did kind of, I did kind of have a chuckle when when Tony D'Angelo had his little goons like standing behind him or beside him in some like a backstage or a vignette or something, and they looked like veritable children. <laughs> they looked so young <laughs> to be yeah. goons. Stacks and two dimes. <laughs> a stack of dimes you call a neck. No, I you know uh, I like Tony D'Angelo. I mean, oh. I'm also a fan of monster movies. So, is that is is that NXT refresh relapse? Whatever the fuck <laughs> they called it that replaced Level Up. Does that still exist? 
Yes, next level or no level up or something. Where the fuck is going? I know that Electra Lopez wrestles on there. Queen McKay is the host. I haven't heard a goddamn thing about. No, you don't really hear. I mean, it's there if you want to watch on the network. It's there, but main event. NXT's main event. NXT Dark. Uh, I I am interested in Pretty Deadly. I know that they were they were entertaining when you used to watch NXT UK, right? Yeah. So I'm interested to see Very them solid. now on the main Very roster. Then again, I was interested in the Grizzled Young Vets, and I don't know what happened to them. They kind of disappeared. That's a very different type of character, though. The Pretty Deadly fits into sort of a Vince McMahon heel character, similar to you know the the Rougeaus back in the day. You know what I mean? Sort of the <laughs> Billy and Chuck, those sort of groups that sort of androgynous that Vince seems to really get around. Get, get Hello, we are pretty around. deadly. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, boy. Yes, they're pretty pretty deadly are very much early 90s Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But they're charismatic. They can work. They get a good look. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying them. I think they are Elton, the perfect foil for having turned the Creed's face. Elton John, whatever the other guy's name is. <laughs> Elton Kit and... No, is it Elton? I don't know. So, you know, just thinking, because <laughs> you mentioned Gunther, right? He might be your next Intercontinental Champion, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I like the way they've brought... I, I like the presentation. Ludwig... I'd like to see Ludwig Kaiser get to wrestle because it never makes sense to me. First off, I'm having big fucking Elijah Burke, Sylvester Turkai flashbacks. God, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that that's a reference for the three of you who out there who remember who Sylvester Turkai is. Um, But. Like, he comes out in his wrestling gear every week. Like, at some point, you gotta let this guy wrestle, otherwise he just looks like a weirdo in fucking Speedos for no reason. I think Astro has our next topic in uh, in chat here. Yeah. Uh, someone at school today was talking about how Ric Flair was readying for an out-of-retirement match at, like, 70-something years old. I cannot tell you how disappointed I was in my life when I knew what he was talking about. So Ric Flair is 73 years so old. So we would like, the topic is how disappointed is Astro with her life? <laughs> I was leaning more towards fucking Ric Flair. but Okay. I, you lean towards fucking Ric Flair if you want. That's fine. No, 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 no. Let's, let's run it down as the name of the show. Phrasing matters. Salsa. Yeah, I'm going to go, go throw myself in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's how Ric Flair finds most of his wives. Seven. This stop, Dad. Most of his wives are very lovely ladies. He just ruined them, and now it's, they're ruining him by taking half his money every month. Um, he's back with Fifi, though. Uh, really? Why? Because he didn't want to pay another alimony. I'm sorry. That, that just came out. Seventy-three um, year old. That's Rick, what he says to her all the time, too. True. Seventy-three year old Ric Flair, who's had a number of health problems in recent years. Is stepping back in the ring for what he calls his retirement match, which is funny because I thought he had that with Shawn Michaels about 15 years ago. You mean before he went to TNA? <clears throat> yeah. The program? Mm-hmm. With Jay Lethal. So mm-hmm. it's going to be at the fairgrounds in, in Nashville. 
And apparently it's for Jim Crockett or some type of member of his bloodline. Jim Crockett promotions, yep, still a, still a thing. So, Jason, you're a very, you, I don't want to say you're a very old school. You know more about... You're an old fuck. <laughs> you're the oldest fuck on the show. No, so. no, no. You Jason, know... Jason, you just referenced Friends earlier. <laughs> I wasn't even the one that referenced Friends. I know, that's why he's saying that. Um, no, you know more Although about Jim Crockett. I was going to say Cheers originally, so that would be <laughs> you, you, you know more about Jim Crockett promotions than I do. So is there a, a, a real big history that people are going to get behind this, or is this just a way for Conrad to make With some money? Rick Flair and Jim Crockett Promotions? Yeah. Jim Crockett Promotions was WCW before it was WCW. What I mean is, is, is there really a reason for Rick to get back in the ring? Is there ever a reason for Rick to get back on the ring? No. Do you think this is a money I, grab? I don't understand the question. Do here. you think this is a yes. money grab by Conrad? Is this really a question? Well, I mean, because it's happening. <laughs> although it should not be in a wrestling ring. Although Ricky Steamboat turned him down, I guess. I guess but that he's was... flat fucking broke, and he found somebody willing to pay him. Uh... AEW won't have him. Vince McMahon doesn't want him. I mean, he's, he, needs, he needs money, so he's... Going the independent route because they'll give him money to appear. That's crazy to me. If I can interject for just a second, is there is there a reason Ric Flair is stepping back in the ring? Actually, his uh, his opponent at that show, I believe, is Shane McMahon. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it every time. If you replace the, the, you, you the word money in Shane McMahon's theme song with the word monkey, it is an infinitely better song. <laughs> and borderline racist. Uh, I you took it there. Right. I'm just saying. Hey, speaking of old fucks who shouldn't wrestle anymore. Uh, Kurt Angle. By the way, can someone can can someone write a Patreon? Write just a blog post on our Patreon. Uh, lovely ladies, Ric Flair is ruined. Yeah, if I have time. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle had double knee surgery on uh, th- today. Actually, uh, he tweeted out, "This is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and I'm in the hospital right now because I just had knee replacements done this morning." Feeling pretty good right now, but my legs are numb because of the uh, epidural, so I know I have a long road ahead of me. I'm willing to work very hard to get back to where I was before. I want to thank all of you for your all of your support and your wishes and prayers for my surgery. I really do appreciate it. God bless you all. Okay, so the bad news is Kurt Angle had to have double knee replacement surgery. Ouch. The good news is, upon hearing that news, Tony Khan signed him to main event Double or Nothing 2023. <laughs> you're not kidding. Because <laughs> why have the knee replacement surgery unless your goal is to probably get back in the... I mean, unless you're in constant pain. Who knows what his body went through. But, um, I mean, first of all, I wish him a healthy and speedy recovery. But, holy shit. Two, why... Both of this, I don't think I've ever seen that to do both at the same time. I don't know, but I don't know. Um, He's just going to come out with his entire body wrapped in that that fist. Tape it's the Yeti. <laughs> so, 
You know what's sad, especially as I get older? I see all these wrestlers that I grew up watching that have, like, so many surgeries. It was back surgery, neck surgery, knee surgery. It's just, like, you know, this business tears their bodies apart. 100%. Then you talk, then you hear similar, about... These, these pussies with their safe wrestling style. <laughs> back I when I was a kid, we used to light our fucking feet on fire and super kick people. No, that was last week. Oh, no, no, fucking... no, 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 no. Nope, that was last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on, on, on... A related note to garbage championship wrestling. To what you're talking about, <laughs> uh, Dave Meltzer actually posted something I agreed with this week. So careful, careful, down. careful. Sal Market. is going to yell at you for bringing him up. <laughs> Normally, I would be the one yelling, but no. He posted he posted something on Twitter. It's, I don't. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have it up and I don't remember exactly. What I'm it blocked said, by but, him, so I don't see his shit. But it was it was basically saying. Uh, it's nice that the older I get, the fewer 45-year-olds I have to report dead from heart failure. Thanks oh. for bringing the show down there, Adam. That's what I do. <laughs> um, Dave Meltzer. Apparently... Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I did Honestly, I did not know. Why the fuck do we give this asshole time on our show? Why do we even waste our fucking breath on this guy? It's true. Um, but I didn't know how long he's been doing this. But apparently, he had a story about when uh, Dr. D, David Schultz, uh, slapped that interviewer guy. So, Meltzer's been doing this since the 80s? This did you see him on Dark Side of the Ring? How You saw how many fucking papers he had strewn all over his floor? That's for, 30 years of papers, Sal. For the That's record. That's 40 years of papers. For the record, Dr. D, also my nickname in college. Okay. <laughs> the Mighty Mighty Boston song? He's been doing this for 40 fucking years, and he has less credibility than he had when he started. Go figure. Anyway, anybody you got any other topics they want to bring up? Uh, oh, we should probably talk about the unified tag team titles. Yes, they finally did it. They pulled the trigger, and the Usos are now the greatest tag team that ever lived, ever. I mean, they're currently the best tag team in the world, despite what AEW fans would like you to believe. <laughs> You get no argument from me. The Usos are the best tag team in the world. Um, kind of. They're also on uh, after the bell last week, and it was a very good interview. Interesting. Is that still a thing? Yeah, apparently. Oh. I wasn't even sure we were still a thing for a while, though. So I don't know. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, Fair. This whole story seems less about the Usos, though, and more about Randy Orton having back surgery. Is that? Well, okay, you guys didn't see Raw. Riddle opened the show. And Riddle basically said, you may never see RK-Bro again. To paraphrase, he says that Randy's back has been screwed up for a while. And uh, he's going to he's gonna need to heal up. So I'm assuming that means he's off TV for at least the rest of the summer. And uh, I don't know if it's going to lead to surgery, but it didn't. but Riddle made it sound like I had so much fun with Orin. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. We'll probably never be a team again. <laughs> um, See, I, I, 
I'm pretty sure this is all just leading towards both of them getting individual shots at Roman. It seems like that's what they're doing with uh, with Riddle. Right, and then when Riddle loses, Orton will make the save, and they'll build to Orton. I just didn't know if there was any truth to, to Orton's back, because it would kind of make not. sense. I mean, he was moving pretty fucking well lately, so... Yeah, that's true. What do you think? It's just an angle? Yeah. So, so, it's not real. Speaking of which... I would like to point out that once again on Raw, from what I've heard since I haven't watched the show yet, um, they had Corey Graves do the public admonition of Sasha and Naomi, uh, thus cementing my take that this is, in fact, a work because they continue to bring it up week after week after week to make sure you don't fucking forget about this thing when they show up. So they have no revolution. But but no, no, Jason, it is. I don't think you understand. It is unbelievably racist how hard Vince McMahon is going at these two poor black women. Right. Uh, They they definitely took it to a weird place on Friday night because Michael Cole did his usual guys that you know we need to talk about something super serious. And he and he did give this whole. If you watched any of that and don't and don't get the fact that this is a work, I don't know what to tell you. Well, when he said the phrase "suspended indefinitely," I went, "Hey, wait a minute! That's what Brock says every time he needs a vacation." <laughs> yup. Um, they're gonna come back as like female revolution. They're just gonna anti WWE and they're gonna destroy everything, and they'll, that'll be the fucking thing. And they're probably gonna yeah. and they're probably gonna take out the the winners of the tag tournament. Um, probably. Although I can't even imagine what that tournament's going to look like. What's it going to have, like four seeds? <laughs> well, apparently they're going to bring up people from NXT to do, fill it out, too. So maybe we'll get a GG and a JC in there. Yeah, maybe we'll get Lash Legend. Maybe we'll get uh, Indy Hartwell and Persia uh, nope. Parada. No, no, no. She, she got released. Oh. Oh, so Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, then. She got released. Oh. Mm. Um... Taya Valkyrie and um, and, and um, um, Jesse Alban? Nope. Both released. Um, but Natalia's doing big things. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> what, uh, Casey, I, I'm sorry, uh, Caden Carter and whatever fucking name they want to give Casey Catanzaro next week? What is her name now? Katana something. Katana Blade, no. Uh, Katana Chance. Katana Blade. Katana Chance, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'd be at least those two have been a team, so I mean that would make sense. Uh, you know we're going to get Shayna and fucking Natalia. Blech. Waste of time. Have you uh, have you subscribed to Nia Jax's OnlyFans yet, Sal? Ew, gross. <laughs> no. And I would not. I don't care if you paid me. I'm not fucking subscribing to it. Uh, and I don't give a shit if that's fucking... If, if people on this network are mad at me for that because they're like, hey, don't yuck anybody's yum. I don't, I'm don't. i all set. I'm good. All right? Anyway. Uh, so, there was a match that... I saw on Raw, and Jason, I know you didn't see it, but I know you heard about it. Uh, it was Cody versus The Miz. Uh, 
and it wasn't good. It only me. It almost made me wonder if Cody forgot what company he was in for a second. It was sloppy. It was there was just issues everywhere. Like I don't. What, what the fuck? Why? I get some nights you have a bad night at the office, but for two guys like Cody and Miz who have been doing this for decades, why does something like that make TV? Like what? Why? How can it go that wrong in so many different places? But then again, you guys um, didn't see the match. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it just, to me it just on. was sloppy and just timing was awful. I mean, I guess it just happens, but it was weird. Sometimes guys just don't have chemistry together. It happens. I mean, we've seen some great workers who just don't have good matches with each other. Oh, that my shit. God. Wasn't there a series with AJ and Kevin Owens for, like, the United States title a few years ago? I thought those matches were good, but um, I I didn't think Owens and Jericho had great chemistry in the ring oh, as yeah. opponents. No, no, not as a, they had a great chemistry as an act, right? But yeah, as opponents. Sal, are you it, thinking of AJ and Nakamura at Mania? Uh, no, I enjoyed Cock Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> um, True. No, it was AJ and Owens for the U.S. title, and it was just, just I don't know, it just wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be originally. Uh, probably because they I think they eventually put gender in it too. So, <laughs> oh my I mean, god, we that. had King's nope. Court on fucking Raw this week with Jerry the King Lawler. You keep talking. Uh, you keep asking us to discuss stuff from Raw when we've both openly admitted we didn't watch Raw this week. I'm sorry. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> you're you're giving me you're giving me a good reason to free up that space on my DVR. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I'm trying to think of what happened on the other shows. Oh, can I? I, I have a question. Uh oh. Why did we spend three fucking months running vignettes of Lacey Evans on SmackDown, only to have her debut on Raw? Yep, she's officially on Raw. She's having her first, first match off, next I, week. I dig the new outfit. Don't get me wrong. All about the new look. But it seems a little odd that we did this whole storytelling on SmackDown for her to debut on Raw. There was a last-minute trade. <clears throat> oh, there's no... No, 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 no. Wild card, okay. bitches. You guys remember a few years ago, after they unified the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE title, uh, very soon after that, they just ended the brand split. There was just no more brand split, right? They're doing that now. 100%. We don't have separate rosters anymore. We had Sammy and the Usos on Raw. We've had RK Bro on SmackDown for the past month. Um, and Roman has the, both titles, and he's he's wherever he wants to be. I mean, he's, he's the champ of both shows, but... Except in house shows. <laughs> well, I mean... How long? How long do you think till Solo Uso pops up on TV to capture and unify the U.S. title and Intercontinental title? I'm kind of hoping for it because I I wouldn't mind a new member of the Bloodline. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, especially where everybody. I mean, there's literally nothing the record, else they can do. For the record, it was like four years ago. I was on this network saying it should be Roman, the Usos, and Samoa Joe as a Samoan faction. So we're we're pretty much there at this point. True. You were just a little bit early and a little bit racist, but it's okay. 
<laughs> Everyone's a little bit racist. How is that racist? Why get a stick Samoa Joe with them? He's not part of because their family Because it was lineage. a Samoan faction. Yeah, but now it's... Why would now I it's... put Fandango in a Samoan faction? <laughs> um, the guy has Samoa in his fucking name. Yeah, but he was much better foe for Roman than he would be a, uh, a stable mate. Anyway. Um, happen, so... Yeah. No, the, look, I, I love the bloodline. I don't know what else there is for them to do at this point, though. They have every fucking title they can have. Outside of show up at Forbidden Door. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Tell you this, the wrestling world would, would that would set them on fire. That would a hundred percent. Yes. Um. No, I, I don't. There's all these rumors that that Roman has made so much money and that he's so dominant that he really is contemplating retirement because you know. Dude, it happens to all of them. I mean, look at The Rock. He's never leaving. This is his home. Dude, blah, blah, I blah. I not blame them because, look, we just talked about Kurt Angle having double knee surgery. Get out while you can still fucking walk. Make your money, and God knows Roman's probably made a lot of it. <laughs> and if you don't feel like doing this anymore, you don't have to. <laughs> You're set for life. Can't remember the last time I saw Roman throw a moonsault. Speaking of set for life, Lana made 20k in one day on OnlyFans. See, see, everybody says like, "Oh, she didn't even fucking get nude." Yeah, but she's not stupid. Other girls are making a lot of money off OnlyFans that don't even have half the notoriety, or let me say, not notoriety, name recognition that Lana does. So good for her. Make your money, girl. Seriously, like Sal subscribed to Nia Jax's. <laughs> it's just funny. I find it amusing how angry you get about that. So great. I would subscribe to Tennille Dashwoods, but she doesn't post as much as she should. She lost. She lost her fastball, dude. You know who hasn't lost their fastball? Kate. Cassie Lee. No, no, she has not. Oh my god! But anyway. but she's still in her prime now. Anyway. Sal needs a minute to go fucking pull a Brooks Jensen. <laughs> See, and then you say things like that and it reminds me how silly 2.0 is sometimes. But, dude, that's okay. Like, it's okay to have a little levity, a little stupid shit in there here and there. It's just, originally, it was all the stupid shit. What did Wade Barrett say on commentary? He said something about Brooks and Jensen and... One of them breaking his hand because he jerked the other. One of them off. has a one of them has a forearm injury from jerking off too much. That's the storyline. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's such good shit. Sal Astro would like to know which OnlyFans you are in fact subscribed to. None of them. <laughs> None of them. J- just the Nia Jackson? Nope, not even that one. Astro would know that I don't need to. Considering what's in that NSFW section of our Discord. If you want to join the Discord, sign up for our Patreon. That's right. Yeah, you can see the NSFW stuff that gets posted there all the time. <laughs> Pretty much all by one person. <laughs> yeah, wonder who that could be. Oh, there's two. There's the other guy in Portugal. He does some stuff every now and then. Yeah. Shout out to Bruno. 
Speaking Although a lot of what he does is go titties when he <laughs> <does> something, <laughs> but with a Portuguese accent. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like he's like our very own Portuguese man at that's. All right. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Aldo man titties, and that's something completely different. It's much hornier Aldo Montoya. All right. Uh, have <laughs> you got anything else? Sal, how do you see the Celtics Heat series ending up? Because uh, <laughs> the Warriors are going to win. They're going to the NBA Finals. I will say this. I thought the game results were going to be reversed. I thought the Celtics were going to come out in game three, fire in all cylinders, blow them out, and I thought the Heat were going to make adjustments and, and win game four. Instead, the Celtics came out flat in game three. Um, and then they made adjustments, and they did amazing last night. Uh, I will say Celtics in six because I think they win game. I, I I think they show up in Miami and they win somehow. I agree. Somewhere. I agree. Actually, same time. You and I agree on a sports thing for once. Wow. Wow. So what do you think of this playoffs? Have you enjoyed it? Lots of blowouts. Yeah, there's some weird random blowouts that just there's been some really good games and then there's been some just wow, I can turn this off, you know, halfway through the third quarter. There haven't been a lot of good games. There's been way more blowouts. I mean, we've seen a fifty point fucking game in the playoffs, which really should never happen. Yeah. So. That's true. Speaking of blowouts, it's currently sixteen three Red Sox. Wow. In the bottom of the seventh. Who are they playing tonight? I didn't even look. Adam's like, Adam's like, please talk about the sport I watch. <laughs> they play in Chicago. White Sox? Yeah. That's why the game started at 8. Ah. And let me tell you, the White Sox stadium is empty. So, uh, is that not weird to you guys? Somebody who grew up when baseball was, like, you know, I don't know, popular. Um, and I know, I know COVID didn't do it any favors, but... I'll watch the highlights Baseball's, on Sports Baseball is very popular. Actually, baseball is currently um, in one of its most popular stretches in history. How come when I watch on Sports Center, they, I always see these highlights, especially during the week? But the stadiums are just like empty. What stadiums are you looking at? Well, it depends on Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay is always empty. Atlanta's not very markets. full. Atlanta's uh, never been a, a regular season fill up the stadium place. You know, the, it, these these teams build these gigantic stadiums to hold playoff crowds. During the regular season, those tickets are easier to come by. I was going to say, it's even not, every, every, every like town is not – fa- no, it's not mostly empty, dude. Well, They've okay. got that section behind home plate where they charge way too much for tickets and a lot of people can't afford it. So that section often looks empty. But fucking the bleachers are always filled. The regular people seats are always packed. It's no. Okay. It's the optics, then I guess. That's fine. Um, and no, I, 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 I believe you because you know more about it than I do. Like you said, I don't have enough time to keep up with sports anymore, and it's a shame because I used to. But um, the Bruins got eliminated from the playoffs, and I, I didn't even know that they they were going to have a chance in these playoffs. And then everybody was telling me like, no, they really weren't that good this year. No, they weren't. I'm like, oh. <laughs> So should we get to the predictions? I was just going to say that. 
If you want to point your browser window at rundownwrestling.com, you'll see right at the top of the page there. Uh, right if below. you want to point your browser to OnlyFans slash Nia Jax, use promo code SAL. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, it'll be right underneath the post for this episode. <laughs> Disapproving selfies. Disapproving selfies. It's a callback, folks. It was like disapproving Troy face, but more Mexican. The original All right. disapproving face was Adams. Let's be let's be real. Very true. It is very true. true. And you were the one who invoked it. Also very true. <laughs> All right. So we got to run down wrestling. That was an old bit about Asians, but we're gonna stop that there. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just wanted to see Adams' face on that one. Parasol. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. First up on the list, the buy-in tag match pitting the team of Hookhausen, who has an official t-shirt now that says, Send Hookhausen, against Team AEW doesn't throw two randos together, Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling, apparently. Gee, I wonder... How this one's going to go. It's going to be fuck this shit, Housen. <laughs> of course it is. Sal? I hate this so much. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's not, that's did, not one of the choices. Did you, have a, did you have a chance to listen to last week's episode? I did listen to last week's episode. Yeah, I, I expressed how much I hated this, I, this pairing. I know you did. So. Adam, do you remember Brickhouse ba- Baker? Of course. I want him to team with Dan Housen. Um, I, I will I say, say he's a brick. Housen. The best thing <laughs> to come out of Hookhausen, Adam's broken. I think I broke Adam. <laughs> the be- I don't know who that is. I can't. I don't <laughs> you good? Okay. The best thing to come out of Hookhausen is that meme that has uh, Dan Housen on the left and Hook on the right, and it says how Limp Biscuit was formed from 1992. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be Hookhausen. I'm sorry, let me correct you. The best thing to come out of Hookhausen is fucking nothing. I did like that meme. That meme was funny. Okay. Fair point. Uh, next on the list, the ADW TBS Championship, <laughs> that country in cargo with two black women she fought with versus the Anna shit, Chai. Adam. Versus who? Have you guys noticed that? That's her like go-to now is whenever Tony Schiavone says, cut the shit, Tony. That's all she says. And then fucking Sterling says everything else. Yeah, this is your star. Mm-hmm. Great fucking promo there. But she's yeah, that bitch. House. Uh... <laughs> Versus Anna J. Who? Gee, I wonder. Who the fuck's yeah, Anna J? In a in the match of, oops, we forgot to book this title. Yeah, hundred percent. Sixty nine and zero, Jade Cargill. Yeah, she'll win. That's fine. No one cares. Yep, no one gives a shit. Jade Cargill wins. Men's Owen Hart Cup Tournament Final: Adam Cole Bebe versus Samosa Joseph. Wait, that's not hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That could be Kyle O'Reilly. It very well could be Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> well, I'm just reading what's on the page. For our fans Next at home, if you want to pick Kyle O'Reilly, you can select Samoa Joe. We'll, we'll count it. 
Um, if you don't think Adam Cole's winning the whole thing. I don't think Adam Cole's winning the whole thing. So I'm going to go with the other option. Uh, but it's not going to be Samoa Joe. It's going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, again, I haven't watched in two weeks, so I don't know anything about this. But uh, so I'm just going to go Adam Cole just to be different. Um. Yeah, I'll go Adam Cole. I guess I mean, he's the reigning BTE champion, so you know. By the way, Astro, that was actually the. the it's an old bit, and that was sort of the point of it. It was not serious. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to go back in the archives for that. Yeah. Uh, the Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament Final, Dr. Britt Baker, because fuck your division, versus Ruby Soho, or as Troy wrote it down, Christoph Statlander. <sighs> Britt also has a modern match. But yeah, I, I would say that one's more of a foregone conclusion. Uh, let's go... Britt... Breaker, because they got to give her a title since she's not the women's champ anymore. Well, there's going to be a belt presented to the winners. I know. Yeah. So she gets the to women's be the Owen Hart champ. The women's belt is going to be way pink that, and the men's belt is going to be black. And in the same way that Owen Hart was the king of hearts, Britt Baker will be the queen of teeth. Dad jokes on the podcast. I. You think I'm joking? That's a gimmick they'll go with, bro. The Queen of Teeth? Sure. Mm-hmm. You got some. Oh, I got Britt Baker. Okay, so we're all in agreement there. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Dustin's the one has been fighting with Serena Deeb. They... they, they... She cut a promo on him to his face. To his face! Which face? He's got two. That's true. Meanwhile, the whole time he was like, I don't know what you want me to... I, what do you want me to say? I, he looks like an old anything. fat Tommy Lee Jones from Batman. <laughs> uh, Thunder Rosa retains. They're not going to give it to Serena Deep. I agree. And then she can not be on TV for the next eight weeks until we get to some other special event. You seem to forget that I mean, their women's for- champion, Hikaru Shida, was in the crowd for most of her yeah. title reign. You seem to forget that Serena Deeb called Vince an old pervert. That's probably going to make him put the belt on her. Just that line? Yes, but I'm going with Thunder Rosa. Okay. Not that anyone cares. Also, how do you know it was, she was talking about Vince? She could have been talking about Big Johnny. Then again, we all know he's an old pervert. So, and he's banging Mama Bella. So, and he's got his fingers in the other two. Well, that was just that was just graphic and unnecessary. So it was, That's but it was a far cool. below. That was far below the levels and standards we like to adhere to here on the Rundown Wrestling standards Podcast. We have practices. standards, standards and practices department. Since when do we have standards? Hey, I think, we were, I think we were forced to adopt them after the Jan Ross thing. AEW <laughs> World Tag Team Championship. Junkie Boy and Luchasaurus uh, defending their belts against, as Troy put it, Team Underutilized, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, and Team Megastar. I would have put Team Game Changer myself, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. 
You know, it's I think they're going to go Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I was, uh, I, again, having no information about how the last two weeks of programming have, have played out, I was actually leaning that way myself. Um, they need to they need to justify Keith Lee as a big deal in their company, and this is an easy way to do it. It is, and then, it is a very easy way to do it, but I, I think they just, this is how they think they're keeping Jungle Boy relevant, so I think he's gonna, they're going to retain. No, I think we're getting set for it. You know what, honestly? My take on this is that Christian is going to come out and cost Jungle Boy the match. That would be something. At least that would be storytelling. <laughs> yes. Everybody get on the flow. Everybody fight a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Anally in the arena match. The Jericho Jackoff squad. Uh, That's which, a better name. Which is Jericho Matt Menards. Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson and Moxley, and Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, uh, I should call this the... I hate which, it already. Which, which way to Stanford match? Neither of these factions should should be losing. You you built the the Blackpool Combat. I thought I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say neither of these factions should exist. That too, but you've built them as as you know their supposed assassins, and they got rid of their their weak yeah. baggage and fucking wheel of Yuta. I, honestly, dude, here's the thing: you look at the teams. Parker and Menard are ripe to just be the shit heels that tap out or lose the match. So yeah. I'm going to go with Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, exactly. Same. Same. Uh, obligatory six-man tag match, Troy. It's called a trios. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> House of Black, the team of Mariachi Black, Buddy Black, and Brody Black versus <laughs> <the> Triangle, <laughs> Pac, Penta, and Phoenix. So we're finally getting the payoff to this feud. I mean, first off, it's not going to happen because one of Death Triangle is going to get hurt between now and this match. But um, No, during. It's going to happen during. Come on. Yeah, if it's not House of Black, I don't know what the fuck we're doing, so. <laughs> Which is why I put Triangle. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting Triangle for that reason exactly, because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Up next, random-ass tag match, the Hardleys, Matt and Jeff Hardy versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Jeff Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much. Ah. Uh... God, you just brought Jeff in. It's I'm going Hardy's on this one. Jeff, please lay down and take. Well, I mean, I guess Matt could take the pin, but yeah, I'm gonna go Bucks. Even though they just no, fucking Jeff, brought Jeff Hardy in, they, it's gonna Jeff, be Bucks. Jeff Hardy has to crush the sternum of yet another AEW wrestler. Oh please, the Young Bucks ain't taking that fucking horrible swanton that he does these days. I'm gonna go with the Hardys. Yeah. The segment of this feud where MJF loses. Because, hold, on, hold on, because as much Sorry. as the Bucks like to put themselves over, they like to tell you how giving they are in the ring all the time. <laughs> the segment of this feud. Where and as M- much as I'd like to pick the Young Bucks, I just I, I think, like you said, it's the Hardys are a brand new reunited thing. I don't think they're gonna. They're going to cut that off there. Which is why Matt's going to take the pin. Maybe. 
I mean, if I say Matt's going to take the pin, I kind of cover myself. <laughs> so. MJF versus Wardlow. I also think there's more money if they continue this program, and it's easier to do that if the Hardys win the match. Why? They didn't have, they didn't have FTR win the first time. Uh. All right. Wardlow versus MJF. Wardlow. Oh, there is a step, Adam. I don't know if you know about the step. If Wardlow wins, he is free from his contract. He can never fight for the AEW championship. Well, MJF is one of the pillars of AEW, which means, of course, he's going to lose and Wardlow will win. Yep, 100%. Because that's all the being a pillar of AEW just means you put everyone else over. All the older guys. Unless you're Sammy. AEW World Championship match, Wangman Adam Page defending against CM Punk. Always funny. Uh, I'm going to say they're putting the title on Punk as much as I don't want him to. I am in the exact same boat. I would prefer them keep it on Hangman, but it's going to go to Punk, and maybe from Punk it goes to MJF at All Out. Come here. And lastly on the list, will they book a random-ass TNT title match? Your choices are yes, no, and there's a TNT title. I'm going to go no, because I think they're going to book a random-ass mixed tag team match. Yeah, I'm going to go no as well. I'm going to go, there's a TNT title? (laughs) (laughs) They smashed it with a hammer. The only answer that can't possibly get you a point. That sounds like a very sal choice of you. Yes, it is. Um, No, well, I mean, it's kind of uh, apropos, because... They smashed the TNT title. Did you Adam. just use apropos correctly? I think so. Um, we're not digging around in the dirt with farmers, baby. So, Adam, I know you said you haven't watched any TV, any of the television product, but they smashed up the TNT title on I heard on Rampage with the fucking to get, sledgehammer. It means they need to get the other one back from Dan Lambert that Sammy came all over. Did they smash both? No. To be fair, they didn't say that Sammy came all over it. She could just be a squirter. True. Fair. That is fair. Which is also an episode title consideration. (laughs) Once you filled out your poll there, click that little button that says submit, and that'll send it to the spreadsheet where we will track things on Sunday. Um, And then come back next week to see how you done did, folks. But with that taken care of, gentlemen, is there anything else? No, I'm good. I'm all set. Well, then, on that note, we shall wrap things there. Uh, Jason, thanks for hanging out this week. Hey, thanks, Adam. It's been a blast. I'm actually really enjoying this new format. This is much more relaxed and sort of chill. I like it. The one where we don't talk about wrestling as much? We talked a lot about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, this week we did that was the joke. <laughs> yeah. Sal? Thanks for having me, buddy. It was fun. And it's good to have you back. I like the new chills for the setup on the couch, too. It's very nice. Yeah, I just didn't want to lug everything. I was going to say, he did that because he was lazy. <laughs> I just didn't want to lug everything all the way back downstairs. Uh, but so it gives a good vibe. It gives a good, uh, you know... We're all just relaxing. Who's taking a shower? I said it's better than when Ginger used to do it in the shower with the shower curtain behind him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right, so until next week, do we have a, do we have a catchphrase for this one? Go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs>